love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day integrate within our little bodies that we have um I know that there's a lot going on right now so I'm just gonna call this free flow this podcast is probably gonna be the longest one thus far you might hear little birds in the background um maybe even a car or two I'm actually doing the podcast in my car so it is definitely like a party mobile (laughs) With that being said, um, if anyone is dealing with uh, transition right now, as far as souls transitioning, meaning that um, people are releasing their physical vessel, aka death, if you are experiencing a transition um, from maybe a connection that you shared with someone, I send you my condolences as we go through this um, together, honestly, as a collective Um, If there is anyone who is going through change, um, embracing things, trying to balance things out, noticing um, just a drastic change, which we all are, take quarantining for once. It's, you know, we low-key be like, oh, quarantine and chill, but we ain't really chilling, if you know what I mean. In episode six of the closet series, I talk about some little things that you can do here and there while you are balancing. Because a lot of times when we remove things or things change, if we don't substitute them with other things, we actually will notice that our needs or our wants or something that had our attention no longer has our attention. And that creates a depressive state of mind. So in that episode, I kind of give you little tips and tricks, um, how to get through it, how to integrate new things into your schedule so you don't look like you have a bunch of time on your hands. It has helped me, honestly, um, just like majority of you who listen to this podcast for affirmations or for gems or um, just pure escapism. I do the same thing. I just listen to myself. There are times when even I, the the one who's delivering the message, needs to hear something. And so, unfortunately, I don't have a me in my life. So I just go back to the past me. And I'm like, damn, you right? You right? I didn't get my shit together? Okay? I feel it. So don't feel bad if you need someone to lean on. Right now, I'm leaning on myself. Okay, so let's jump right into the topic that I'm so fucking tired of hearing about COVID-19 bruh like if I had a band-aid I'd put that shit on my ears the term is used so loosely um it's become sickening it became a point where 
I actually deactivated all of my social media accounts because I just got tired of seeing chaos. Um, it does something to me. I'm very empathetic. I'm a highly sensitive feeling person. Um, nobody really sees that um, on surface when they meet me because I do hold a, a poker face, if you will. And I do it so well. But I don't like to feel pain from other people. I'm very... I call myself like an energy conductor, if you will. So why was I upset about COVID, Corona, the Rona, whatever, you know, we're, we're calling it. Um, I was upset because people... We all have our opinions, okay? I can say what I want and you can take take only actually not you can take take only what resonates with you because as I've said before the more that I grow and the more that I acquire new knowledge what I decide is good for me will change based on new evidence that is being brought to me in real life fashion as I collect data as what I usually say so take what resonates okay um I got tired of fucking hearing corona because I feel like Fear is a weapon of the human experience, okay? And it's so often used to create mass hysteria. Hysteria, by way of definition, is exaggerated or uncontrollable emotion or excitement. And this is like, especially among a group of people. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to turn a blind eye to a growing conversation such as COVID, but you need to be aware of a situation. That's what's imperative. But choosing not to overreact can prevent the fear from manifesting, thus attracting more fear into your physical reality. So instead of me breeding the idea of corona, I started to say, why not ask creation to download the needed wisdom into your body to eliminate the fear, to know that you are protected in all realms, while, of course, simultaneously protecting yourself physically to the best of your abilities by way of general fucking hygienic care having gloves on, wearing a mask, washing your hands. But for those of the people that were so scared, I just like, I ask you to consider working on spiritual immunity because your scary ass mindset alone can be the reason why you're, you're susceptible to the virus. And the reason why I say that is not to get on your head like, oh, you're so scary, you want to attract it. It's more so because in reality, when you are stressed, when you are overworked, when you are fearful, you actually do compromise your immune system. And once I started to see that people were more so sharing death tolls versus recovery rates, um, there were too many things being, you know, just like, where, why are we all focused on just the the negative aspect So, the very last thing that I wrote on Facebook was just trying to give people, like, if you need a chill pill, swallow this as necessary. Because it's so crazy that we forget that the earth regenerates so often. There's so much life. And the universe is abundant. And there's more than enough for everyone. Uh, You're panicking over something while dismissing the idea that mother earth generates nothing but resources for you and you have a body that knows how to heal itself when you get a cut your skin grows back you know like there there are working orders of the universe that are at play as well 
So let alone you have an ecosystem that grows herbs and plants that can cure ailments. So what are you afraid of? You're afraid of what your attention is being targeted. Your attention was being targeted by the fact that the government was feeding your anxiety. They were limiting you to an item or to an amount of an item knowing that they had it in the backstop. What I mean is the restrictions are in place to limit you, not the supplies. If you were to go to Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Stater Brothers, wherever you get your means of groceries and ask them, Trader Joe's, when are you having a shipment? They would be like, oh, we normally have shipments on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Certain people that I asked this question, they had shipments every single day. So there wasn't the fact that shit wasn't being brought to the stores. The restrictions were in place to limit you, not the supplies. So this is why at random, 20 cases of something will come out and they will yell, you know, two per household or one per household. And you could see that they are restocking as needed. They're just not resolving their shelves. In there is a message that is being passed down by headquarters, you know, so higher ups have the leverage to have an agenda if that is what they're choosing. And unfortunately, you as an employee, you're being paid to, to do what the fuck you're told, honestly. And likewise, stores can be protecting themselves in the event of shortages, you know, coming into place now. The longer that this um, basically draws out can affect shipments. But too many people don't know how to behave in a potential crisis. There are indeed levels in how we live and this narcissistic pandemic ways will paint a clear picture of the people who lack community and collectivism. Self-preservation is understandable, but not at the expense of families who can't afford to stockpile because economically they can only purchase day by day because they fucking live paycheck by paycheck. So it's like, lastly amongst that what i saw was there is no reason that a mother should give birth to a child in a time like so only to not find baby wipes in any conventional store it's like people were getting so desperate that they were wiping their fucking hands willingly with a cloth that has no cleansing properties other than to remove shit like they literally fucking use this to get shit off babies asses like so I had to take myself and take a step back and said, you know what? Maybe you do need them because you're a fucking asshole. And it's like, we don't have to be nice to people, but we do need to be kind. And of course, as your friendly neighborhood doctor (laughs) of sorts, I had this one day where I was at a store and I saw this sign that said um, social distancing and I don't know what it is but the term just seems so negative to me like the whole pandemic seems negative and I'm not even going to go into my conspiracy theories because to me it's bigger than the virus there is cryptocurrency that is being um, into play there is a devalue in the US dollar that is being in, you know, put into play there is the the age of Aquarian. There is, you know, the new shift. There is everything that you can fucking guess or think about. I've already done conspiracies in my head. And that's not what I'm here for. It's just those are fun topics to do when you're bored. But it takes away from the bigger thing. And 
as a collective, we should be knowing how to work together. Of course, yeah, I do understand the term social distancing. But while I kept hearing it, I realized that I have a true rebellious nature to my soul. While majority of people are being ripped in half, I'm pulling strings like a fucking ventriloquist because I'm getting even more connected when we're supposed to be disconnecting, if you will. So my biggest thing out of that was know what you're targeted by. Know what they're trying to feed into you. What fears. Everything can be accomplished in divine timing and with love. You only need power to harm someone. And I've already said that in several podcasts. Um, I just think that there's more that's being led on by the story. Don't get me wrong. So let's talk about the positives of fucking COVID-19. The positives. Um, deferments. People who are... I feel like, honestly, for me, I know I did now. I sat here and I recently moved and I was like, you know what? I want to give my daughters some time to adjust. I don't want to put them in school right away. And then I also said, I want time to adjust as well. I'm always, if you will, doing shit simultaneously like I I want to be able to transition and I don't mean transition in the car where moving from this point to this point and that's the only transition where I have to immediately step in and do what I need to do so as this goes on of course I have that time now I ask that I could have more time to get to know my kids to share an emotional bond with my kids I get that now. I was like, damn, I just want to fucking save some money. I'm saving some money now. You know what I mean? So what are the benefactors to this? People are at home. People are able to care um, for the relationships that they want to care for. You have people um, playing catch up. You know, you get a deferment. Now your bills are not due for the next 90 days. That's a blessing. So I take the good with the bad. I would rather not take the bad, but let's be real. This is life. So here's some little tips and tricks. You can make a respiratory steam with herbs that help with the respiratory system, obviously. Um, You can do oranges, lemons, mint, cinnamon, boil it, put it in a cup, drink it. You can also do lemons, ginger, and honey. The honey, when it boils, it's going to make the water like a very, um, a nice little texture. It's a little thick, so it's really good. Doing that every single day helps uh, boost your immune system. There are certain things that you can do. Um, I suggest, if you allow me to do that, (laughs) go ahead and just research a lot of essential oils. Um, Stock up on certain things. Um, you could be making your own hand sanitizer out of specific essential oils. It's currently what I'm doing. Um, I'm making my own soaps now. I mean, like, I'm just your family, friend, neighborhood, hood doctor, if you will. (laughs) So, 
let's go into themes. What's what's going on with the universe's energy? So we have one, your vision versus another person's vision for your life. We have the inner child is at play right now. We have respect. We have a division going on. We have Venus retrograde is coming up. I want to laugh, but it's going to be so fucking wild. (laughs) Not prepare. Just be aware. That's all I got to say. And then we have communication. And when I say communication, what, what do I really mean about communication? What is communication? Is communication important? We always say things like, what is the number one thing in relationship? Communication. You can't communicate with someone who don't understand you. So it's comprehension of that conversation. So this is where we get into what has been going on and how I'm able to see things. I'm trying to hopefully like make this broad enough where I'm not really telling my life. Not because I don't want to. I just, I don't really like talking about myself. I'd rather help other people than to like, I'm just not one of those self-centered people that like, oh, the spotlight is, I don't fucking give two fucks about the spotlight. So anyways, I move. And as the coronavirus is reaching its peak, I'm getting conversations from several people. What are your plans? What are you doing? You did this. You didn't do that. You know, and one thing that I saw was that fear is what gave those conversations. Mind you, when you when you have respect, we'll go into respect later. But fear is what projected these conversations to come at me. I had people telling me that they were worried. Um, I had to tell people, like, I need you not to worry. Um, Because I don't need people to play the opposition when it comes to my situation. So it's like, don't think of any possible scenarios or outcomes that aren't of my highest attention. Because I know I can't ask people to monitor their thoughts, but whenever they feel uneasy, they tend to worry. And and in your head, you should just be saying, she's okay, and move on with a positive affirmation. I know she's okay. Worrying only attracts more worrying and the lack thereof. So it's like, I want people to think positive or just don't think at all, like when it comes to my situation. And I had to remind several people, like, my name means strength. I've gone this far by myself. I'm not lost. I'm transitioning. And the thing is, I don't like being around people who have scary, naturally scary auras, or people who are worriers, or people who have doubtful energy, because what they're afraid of projects into your lane. And not only can I can feel people hovering over my energy, but they also risk they also risk the chance of getting into my way. And thus me, I have to remove you because people who worry ultimately do lack respect for another person's choice. Love is based on respect. Fear is based on pity. And when parents are worrying, I know that they don't mean any harm. They're just trying to outsmart nature by thinking for their children. However, their job is to bless your path and send you on your way. If you fall, they lend your hand and they bless you once more. The art of compassion is help and this is not the same as feeling sorry for someone. 
So instead of people telling me to be careful, replace your affirmations with, I trust that you'll make it to your destination safely. This ensures that you are anticipating safety and security, not the chance of a near miss. And it's like I'm constantly educating people on how to use their tongue for their highest of intention, especially when they're dealing with the laws of attraction and my life. Like you will speak accordingly or lose the chance to speak life into my existence at all. Another thing someone pissed me off by was saying that I had such amazing potential and that they kind of like, you know, they're just trying their best to make sure that I'm okay. And I had to explain to this person, like, not all people that wonder are lost. And I'm not wasting my potential. I'm choosing things that ignite my passion and challenge me to be the leader that I am. And one of the things was someone had told me, you know, well, you you could have just went back into the military. Like, okay, so what the fuck does being fucking airman necessarily give me or give to my soul mission that God created for me? I don't need to be shut up or disregarded because of the rank on my fucking chest. I need my spirit to be my rank. And I felt like anyone that didn't see my vision truly could just leave me the fuck alone because I trust my intuition and I know that I'm on the right path. I'm getting confirmations daily about this. So all I could say to the person was, if you do love me, then embrace what shapes me or what continues to shape me. Like anything that I'm doing is not all for nothing. And I was just, I, I was totally bombarded I had someone tell me, like, you know, sometimes I just feel like I, I, I want what's best for you more than you want what's best for yourself. Initially, my response was not this calm. I've had time to think about it, but it was how the fuck can you ever fucking say that you want, you've, you haven't been around. You haven't. You may have come into my life when I was in a dark place and you may have shown me something or gave me something don't ever with your fucking tongue tell me that you want what's best for me ever (laughs) and so I sat with all of these these notions all of these things all of these things that people were saying or you know just just having a fucking comment about and it was like How can you fucking have a comment about that? Like, I didn't come here to conform. I came to fucking create. And then I just felt like, you know what? I've given myself to the world a lot these last three years. And I just started to remember in that moment why I protected myself so hard as a child. And it was because people's emotions overtake the love that they have for your own vision. And then it hit me. One of my best friends said, well, shit, how do we know anything about what you're going through? Because you hide stuff. And I said, you're right. I'm selective and I'm private. So let's talk about it then. Here we are. Over the last past year, I have applied to several positions 
and all jobs have ended at a stalemate. And this is before I could even start the position. I've heard supervisors say things like, this has never happened to me before. I don't know what we can do. All we can do is be patient. Can you wait it out? And this has led to several people reaching out to me within that week, expressive of their concerns over my life. The thing is, when you are a spiritual being that is protected and divinely guided, what yours is ordained by creation. Your soul mission becomes and is God's plan. And once you step out on the plate and you accept your purpose for incarnating into this human experience, you can't play small anymore. The ripple becomes bigger than you. You are the flower that grows from the mud and everything that comes from you is an extension of you. Everything must be godly and integral. You hold an understanding of love with the universe. Some of us can play small and others can't. For those who cannot, you receive resistance. You hear no's and you receive signs that say to have temperaments. And this temperaments is not to hurt you, but to give you humility. It acts that you ground yourself enough to reevaluate. The resistant creates a door for you to answer to your soul. The questions like, who am I? And why am I here? So, some of us walk a path that is laid before us, and others, like myself, are born to create the path. It starts off as a dirt road, and on the way we find gems that are rough and broken. When we pick them up, we get bruised. Whether this is emotionally or physically, we refine our soul's plan by polishing those inspired thoughts. Majority of people don't know how to classify when the universe is giving a snippet of passion for you to follow. It feels like drive, inspiration, joy, a jolt of energy, chills. You know that deep laugh when you be like, yes, and then it leads you to like another thought or somehow correlates to the initial thought that you had. That's that feeling. It's the feeling of food that you don't need to sleep or eat. And in times of a pandemic where the lenses of fear are opened and we breathe toxicity, we share our emotions with those whom we love and we forget in the moment of our fears that they oversee our truth. We forget that respecting someone is allowing the freedom for them to choose. To say, I trust the judgment you have decided upon yourself. Seldom we know someone whose energy is so delicate. We want to preserve it. We want to protect it. We want to speak to it. We fear it and love it simultaneously. And that energy resides in me. I shake up paradigms everywhere I step. And it's unintentional. Because I think that I'm just Brianna, but I'm so fucking rare. The moment I stepped up, I couldn't, by way of unseen forces, play the same matrix games majority was playing. So excuse me if I disappoint. It's because God told me no. Many of us don't want to be touched, molded, and hurt enough to get polished. And that's why you're not refined, made beautiful, and whole. This is the difference from a rock and a healing stone. So for all these people, it was like, don't tell me you're on your soul mission when you can't hear your intuition over your fears. When you work for a job that you can't wait to get sleep from. A lot of people wanted me to do certain things because 
They just wanted to see me in a better situation. But when you're top tier with the universe, some of the things that you can get, I can't get anymore. It's that's just, and it's not saying like, my, my purpose is just bigger than what it used to be. And if you don't understand where you're supposed to be in life, you're going to hit these fucking walls over and over and over. So I'm, as I'm hitting this wall and I'm hearing these conversations about all these people who have a fucking opinion but have not walked in my shoes, who don't even have the mental capacity to understand shit the way that I have, they, they are not even eloquent enough to express on the level that I can. Don't fucking tell me what to do. You do you and I'm going to do me. So I was upset with people. I just stopped talking. And I had to I had to even have a heart to heart with my uncle. He he said some things that rubbed me the wrong way. And we had to communicate. And one thing that I learned about within communication from that week was something that I used to live by and something that I'm growing now so I was in this place where things that used to work for me just didn't work in this new space of my life like I had to redefine every single thing relationships connections with myself connections with the world every life as we know it is gone we have to move forward with the resources that we have now so having this this conversation it was so rough because with my uncle he was someone that I've never had to argue with never had to have a distaste for so in this moment we could feel each other like repelling But we kept trying. Every single day, we would call each other. We would miss the phone because I could tell, you know, energetically, we don't want to talk about this. But we have to. So we sit down and we have this conversation. And I express what stories created me. And he expressed what stories created him. And we share love. And he says to me, I had to shake up the snow globe. And I'm like, the snow globe? So was this a fucking test? Like, why am I being tested? Is my, does my loyalty, does what I not stand for? And it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. It was, he'd reached the same situation where he had to redefine who was worth being in his life. And just like him, we're blood. We're, we, we, we have that same thing. It's not like, you're a flighty person. You know when you can lay roots. You know when you can connect to people. And you know when things are not fucking right anymore and shit has to change. Someone has to step up and say, I don't like where this connection is going. And that's what he did. And to him, he did it to several people. And I was the only person at that time that said, hey, I want to talk about it. And to him, that let him know that our connection was worth keeping. For me, it used to be what connection gave me peace? What didn't challenge me? And now it's, well, if nothing fucking challenges you, 
where's the substance of that relationship it's not that you can't be able to speak to someone or you have to speak to someone in such a way because there was a time in my life where I I did speak a certain way to people around October 2018 I started doing this thing where if I was angry with someone that I loved I I wouldn't talk to them in that manner I made sure that I would step away and I would respond to them in a way that was conducive and appropriate for my love for them. Meaning, I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and take out some shit on you when, when you don't deserve it, so I'll come back. I was used to people, not, not even I was used to people, I made it a part of my daily regimen that when I was connecting with someone by way of communication, if I needed advice, if I needed love, if I was broken, if I was just reached my peak, I never fucking called someone right away. I never just, you know, sent a a big ass text message. I, I have in the past, you know, when I was younger, I have in the past, when you have a lover, the first thing you do is you just text Oh my fucking God, babe, you know, like, oh my, you know, whatever the case may be. But I've learned to try not to do that because when you do that, you get, you change the vibration of the person who's on the receiving end. So what I started doing was I would ask people, did they have space for me to vent? Did they have enough mental space on their plate to hear my suffering? Because what happens is when you suffer, and you tell someone you're suffering the suffering is transferred to the other person and this is why usually after venting or talking about your problems you feel better and that's because that energy has moved on to someone else so what I would do is I would hey you know do you have the space and if they said yes then I would tell them my feelings none of these people asked me at any point did I have room for their fucking emotions did I have room for their opinions they just randomly told me how they fucking felt and as a highly sensitive person yo you're taking shots at me you're taking shots at my soul you're putting you're putting holes and tears in my auric field like you're destroying what beauty I have left without even asking like how could you be so selfish to tell me certain things that either about myself or about you in a time that I can't handle that. It's unfair. So I thought in that moment, all these fucking people just randomly don't have respect for the connection. They're not saying, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Well, I realized now that yes, you want to be respectful of your connection, but it's not ideal to every single time, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a come back to this conversation when it's better for me. Sometimes the conversation needs to be had because the moment that you have a conversation, you free up so much space. You don't want to harbor that emotion. So I had to learn that. Yeah, you may do that, but other people, they may not have learned that. And then my ego will say, well, I'm going to teach him. I'm going to teach him what respect is. That's not your place. 
that's not your place so i had to realize in a moment of communication sometimes you can't say oh we'll have this conversation later no the fucking conversation is going to happen now and there's going to be rocks in our path but the conversations and the connections that are meant for your journey that are full of love and growth are the connections that have substance these are the connections where I know you don't want to have this conversation but we're going to have it and there's a rock in our path and I'm not going to say because the rock is there I'm going to avoid you we're going to flow I'm going to go around the rock I'm going to go under the rock I'm going to go over the rock I'm going to fucking go through the rock but we have to have this conversation and the ones that rebuild after that those are the connections that are worthy of moving forward with and one of the things that are different for me is I don't my regrets for things don't turn into grudges but rather deep moments of understanding so it's very difficult to have my personality meaning I reflect so often I'm thinking how did this conversation play out what did I not do right was I too hard on them and nine times out of ten we do go back into these connections and we say you know hey I'm sorry for what I said but at some point it has to be when the fuck do you stop saying sorry when do you start showing what you really want showing that your actions can sanctify your words when does that become the end point when do people start saying i'm done doing the cycles of we have a problem it's not being fixed when do people just start saying dude i gotta hold myself accountable i have to have this conversation and majority of the time people who don't want to hold their self accountable they don't feel sorry or they don't have an intent on changing and that's the only reason why they don't a say this is who i am in my entirety or b apologize for their actions because they have no intention on changing they have no intention on reflecting and the problem is it takes love it takes so much to reflect you gotta fucking care to reflect and a lot of people don't reflect because they don't fucking care to reflect. Like, it, it's so much into this. So having these reflective moments, I sat back and I started looking at all my connections. I realized that I could do more with one of my friends. I realized that she's always calling me and I'm not returning that. I answer the call Every once in a while, I can say, you know, hey, I thought about you or, you know, hey, I'm checking on you. I love you, you know. But I started to realize that often I have something happen to me and I reflect and then I come out stronger. But no one's really looking at or I'm not really sharing, you know, the journey. How did I get there? It's more so, hey, I got a podcast and, you know, I got the solution. Yeah, but how did you how did you get that solution? How did you go from that one extreme side to the other? 
what were you doing? I was in solitude. I wasn't talking to one. I, I, I totally disengaged. And it's like I kept getting this tarot card that has been saying for so many times, like, show the world the real you. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, does that mean that I got to tag the person that I'm in love with? Like, hey, world, this is who I'm in love with. Like, I'm showing the world the real me. I have this podcast. I'm writing poems. I'm talking. What am I not showing? And it wasn't the fact that I wasn't showing my real self. Because this is my real self. What I wasn't showing was that I can be a better service to others when I am more available to myself. The problem is I'm not available to myself. I I heal people before I even care or even think that I might need something. There are moments when people used to have to tell me like, hey, make sure you're eating a balanced diet because I'm pulling OT just for the fucking sake of doing OT. Like, I fought myself for days. Oh, I want to do a podcast. Now I haven't figured it out. Oh, I want to do a podcast. Now I haven't figured it out. Or something else just popped in my head. And sometimes you just have to start it may not sound right. It may not feel right. You might leave out some empty spaces. But at least you're fucking starting. And it's like, where where did I... Where did I, like, leave myself behind? Where did I stop connecting with myself? And so the, it turned into paying attention to my shadow self. Paying attention to my shadow self what I was fearful of, what I wanted, what I was accepting. I started to listen to the things that people would say to me. Like, if my lover said, like, why do you allow, why do you allow me to treat you that way? Like, you know what? You fucking right. Boom. So we changing the game. (laughs) Like, it's just become, I was very conscious of all the moments that I have allowed thus far because I know that one I think differently two it takes time to catch up to someone who's ahead of you three we can work through this four is it worth it and it's like we're we're not we're not even thinking about is something worth it how do you know when something's worth it and I think for all of us one of the biggest problems is that people are constantly torn between cutting people off and being patient with them. At times, it can be hard to tell you who you have to basically go through a storm with in order to see something or for you to just know that this person is toxic and not meant for your life. And my advice for that is being torn between what you know and what you feel simply means you don't have enough data to show yourself approved. The problem lies in lightness. L-I-G-H-T-N-E-S-S. Lightness is what's embedded in truth. It's always weightless. Anything heavy deserves to be cut. Any connection that leaves you confused is, is to be met with detachment. And do this long enough to see what their truth is. Does this connection feed your vessel? And in which ways? Are you learning through this person? Are you constantly outgrowing them because you only bonded through trauma? 
Staying in full alignment with yourself prevents you from matching their energy. Your dilemma in wanting their association is believing that you have to stay in a constant connection with them by way of matching their energy. We were not all raised with the same level of consciousness, intellect, nor integrity. Sometimes we do have to announce that there is a mismatch in energy and yet still allow them to meet you later or after at whatever the desired location of your growth is. This is how you collect data and what they do after that is pattern. Pattern deems worthiness. When you can't decipher, you are toxic to yourself. So I played this little regimen with everyone. I collected data, if you will, and I saw if the connection, you know, basically fed me or deprived me. And one of my connections I had to do this with because I would constantly wait to see if I need to be patient or see if it just wasn't working. And it's never the fact of you're not on my page or, you know, you're not on my wavelength or we're not on the same vibration. We're never going to be on the same vibration. We're two different people. But what makes the connection worthy is evolve and meet me there, wherever there is. We don't have to pretend that we are on the same page 24-7. A lot of us, especially in relationships, love to feel connected as if we are the same person. But we're not. We are individuals first. We are just choosing to walk the same path as individuals. So I looked back and I thought, my uncle had a right to feel the way he felt. So where do, where do we go now? Do we reconcile or do we just disperse? And so I sat there with that that emotion day in and day out. And I tried to move forward with my life. Um, I tried to just do things that I needed to do, like readings or working on my hand sanitizer or certain things like that. But I just started to realize that I needed to have a conversation with everyone that I loved. And so I had these conversations some things were said like that I probably shouldn't have said but in the heat of the moment if you can't share what's on your mind because you fear of losing losing someone the relationship had nothing it wasn't built on anything If a conversation can be destroyed or a connection can be destroyed by having a conversation, bread and wouldn't you fucking people anyway. And then you also have to give people time to reflect, to apologize, to come forward, to possibly feel like, damn, you're right. This is a worthy connection. I don't want to lose this. Maybe I thought that it was worth playing games with. Maybe I thought that I could... Do I want to? Do I want to let that go? And then I was like, yo, why the fuck am I thinking about this? Brings us to <laughs> Venus retrograde. That conversation was just a little deep. We're going to have to kill the vibe a little bit. <laughs> um, Venus retrograde is coming in May. Venus is the planet of love, passion, money, sexuality, all type of good shit. Venus will be entering her retrograde in Gemini. Gemini is 
fuck. Think of Venus Retrograde as You by Kendrick Lamar. Now, if you've never heard this song, it's just funny because he literally just screams in a healthy way we'll say duality in a negative way toxicity but he's screaming because he has his shadow self talking to his potential in the song he's like loving you is complicated loving you is complicated anyways just just typical crazy gemini shit so just know that love is going to be in retrograde you're going to see a lot of things that you probably didn't notice um a lot of relationships well um fucking people will divorce people will break up people might realize that they fucking slept on someone and they need to make it right but just expect that come may it's going to be an interesting little fable and now we're going to touch on to your inner child your shadow self this is a great time to reflect a lot of people are having a tough time with uh, the virus simply because they're being forced to face themselves everything that was distracting you you're unable to do you're you're having to look at like your home your work what is fulfilling to you are these things serving the highest purpose in your life so this one night I had did a reading for someone and it was the most unique reading that I've had thus far what made it different was instead of seeing the future I was talking to this person's past self or their younger self-expressing um and it was expressing itself and the personality through the reading i could recall random dates and what i mean is like i'm shuffling and in my head i hear 2004 and i'm like 2004 ring a bell pull a card um so i could recall random dates and how this person felt i told them that their inner child needed to be honored And as the night closed out, I went to sleep. I dreamt of surfing in the ocean with my uncle in Kauai. Uh, My uncle had a baby in his arms. And in this dream, I was just watching them, the baby and him. I was relaxing on like the top of this surfboard and a woman came to him and said, you know, like, oh, she's so cute. And my uncle responded in the dream, thank you, this is my niece, Brianna. And as he said that, a rainbow reflected through the water on her legs. I finally smiled at my younger self in the dream and I woke up almost immediately. And this is where things get interesting. When I do readings, I know that there is a message in there for myself as well. About two hours after that, I was washing dishes um, and I realized that where I was washing dishes there was this window where you could gaze out into the backyard while you wash I immediately had this flashback to when I was 14 washing dishes in the house there was a time when I used to hate looking outside my kitchen window while I washed dishes reason being I kept seeing a man's face staring back at me the background to that is traumatic stress I was damn near kidnapped by someone on my way to school And whenever I was alone, I would feel uneasy like he was watching me. And that was because he was never caught. Well, that night, I happened to look out the window and I only saw myself staring back at me. And it gave me peace. The moral of that story was, um, 
I feel that right now is a great time for a lot of us to face our childhood, the pain, the memories, the things that we don't often let surface. A lot of us are witnessing the struggles we faced growing up during this epidemic. We are reminded of the inability to do things as if we are a child. We feel like we're on punishment when in reality the divide that we feel engaged in around us is to ground us. The world isn't failing. The veil of bullshit is being lifted. There is a paradigm shift. And as creation is in control, society, the government, is planning. They're seeking ways to buy us time to regain control of the situation. The problem is the situation will play out. We are subjected to God's timing. Luckily, truth and life supersedes fear and darkness. Likewise, nothing is permanent. Your memories are probably flooding back for a lot of you. You are probably having dreams. And as we maneuver during, during this fragile time, the wounded child needs to be acknowledged and then honored so he or she can be put to rest. There is shadow work that can be done here. You'll know you made peace with something when there is no reaction necessary. You're only triggered when you make the same choice incorrectly. And so many of us are oblivious to when the subconscious tries to make contact with ourselves to work through something. And unfortunately, a nigga like me gotta be having that so raven moments just so that I can be a teacher and to push out this information. The answer is work through it and release it, whatever it is. Take this time to really fucking just embrace in a new strategize get a new hobby learn a new language learn a new language like i'm gonna put you on right now rosetta stone is giving three months away for you to learn a new language like come out of this with something and when i say the subconscious is working on a lot of people this week alone back to back i had two situations where I got introduced to someone and they were fighting amongst whose struggle was deeper. And in the in the midst of this, they are gangbanging and doing all this shit, right? And I trigger them on purpose. I'm like, so what y'all think about Nipsey Hustle? Since since we gangbanging, right? Oh, that nigga was lied. That nigga was real. That nigga was wooty woo woo. But this is the same man that told y'all the streets never loved you. So you only find or you're selective to what you want to be effective in your life. And as they go back and forth and they 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 say this and they say that, loyalty is crazy for people who are gangbangers. Um, I, I honestly, I don't understand it because you, you have a choice to, to change. Your choice to not change is based on you. I had someone tell me, nah, I act this way because I didn't, I didn't seen somebody hit on my mom before. Show the, show yourself the real you. Okay. I've seen someone hit on my mother before too. Well, I didn't been put out. I've been on my own since I was 16. 
Like, do you want to go head and head? Do we need to do that? Because no matter what I have been through, no one can tell me that I look like my story. I don't even act like my story. Nobody even knew my story. No one continues to know my story. Because it's not about, oh, we need to, whose hustle was the hardest. No one fucking cares about whose hustle the hardest. It's how you choose to project yourself. So I dealt with that. And then I dealt with someone who considered them to be my friend. And they had a moment where they were just like just cursing and and in that moment normally I would sit in that space and I would allow them to speak their truth but I just told them like I'm done with you I don't have anything else to say to you and I turned on my like little I'm not talking to you message (laughs) and in that moment I was content and that showed me that I was growing up things that no longer serve me can't get to me like people who are not meant for you there is there is gracefulness knowing that everyone is not for you and everyone is not for your journey there is a beauty knowing that you can release someone there is knowing that when someone is emotional or emotionally manipulative towards you they're not speaking to you from love when they gaslight you in the moment and they say certain things like you didn't answer your phone when I needed you. Okay, well, let me call you right now. If you forward my call and tell me you should have called me 15 minutes ago, you don't deserve a friendship. You're not allowed to say when it's conducive for you. If you're looking for a friend, allow me to be a friend. If that's not what you want, we no longer have to be friends. So I have just been going through a constant space of oh my god I love you so much thank you for being a part of my journey and you're fucking dead to me and it's okay to go into these spaces because this is where you find were you wrong for fucking saying that or were you right was this person constantly gaslighting you was this person okay with casually calling like you have certain friends that'd be like bitch girl like why are you not okay with telling your friend like I get it's a slang thing and we're doing that I'm not your bitch though where do you draw the line between knowing how to respect the connection and unfortunately a lot of people who have genuine connections they will run from them time and time again because they don't know what healthy looks like and it's not to say that you're not you're not producing like oh I'm trying to show you what healthy love is it is very difficult to be with someone who just came out of a toxic situation they they won't understand what healthy looks like you will challenge them in ways that hurt them you will bring out their insecurities you will teach them that drowning in two feet of water and 200 feet of water is still drowning it's not i'll take the two feet for 200 please no it's why not allow any of this the moment that you allow two feet it can turn into 200 
suffering is always a choice. You may think, no, no, pain is inevitable. But suffering is always a choice that you can choose to endure. And I watched just where I came from. And I understand that most of the women that I was born into the family with have hearts of gold and souls that bleed for unconditional love. But none of them are aware that the way that they forgive isn't conducive to the level of the respect that they're seeking. Whether that it's in their mates or their way their lifestyle resonates with their own agenda. I realize that I go against the grain with every single thing. The way people think, the way people talk, the way people address. I go against words. I don't even say like ex-boyfriend. I don't even say like you're you're my boyfriend. You're my lover. Like you're my ex-lover. We've uncoupled. I say things like connection, partnership. I don't fucking say attachment or ownership. Like we're experiencing someone. I don't own you. You're just an extension of what I see in my head. And the reason why I get upset is expectations. What I thought we were or what I thought. But when you learn what role you play in someone's life, it's so much easier to understand there is no hurt. You realize, okay, you, you're priority number one or you're not priority at all. And you move forward accordingly to whatever role has been given to you. You can't fight the system and say, no, I want to be, I want to be priority number one. Well, you're just not. And as much as that may hurt, I'm sorry, but you're not. At least I'm honest to say that you're not. And a lot of people don't want to hear, wow, this person just said I'm not priority number one. How fucking unbelievable. Would you rather them lie? So ask yourself, like, what is real? What is truth? What are opinions? How do we soulfully deal with opposing people who say they care but really do the most way out shit to disturb you and proclaim their emotions and lack of boundaries out of sake of love? Everyone can say that we don't care about opinions, but as human beings, we all have the ability to tap into empathy and sympathy. It's like my goal is just I want to tell you how to care more about yourself. Not the nonchalant ass attitude that we've been doing lately. You know, I don't give a fuck what they say because we do. And you will fail and fall if you don't stand for anything or stand for the ideology that doesn't embody the authentic you. How many times do we say, I don't fucking care what that person thinks? And we sit in our heads, but we post on like our fucking stories, like memes that are fucking comical. How many times do we go through trials and tribulations, but we post moments of us when we were happy? We only push that into our subconscious further. We're not healing. We're fucking avoiding. And it's okay to avoid Because maybe at that point in time, you can't deal with that emotion or you can't deal with that feeling. So you have to work through it and you have to be alone. The problem is no one, no one is being alone. Like, and I feel like this is such a grand opportunity where creation was like, bitch, sit your ass down. Bitch being everybody, like sit your ass down. You know, you're not supposed to say bitch. See, I even contradict myself. 
But this is where I'm like, you're right. The universe is saying, you guys, sit, sit down. You know, like, what do you want? You want these unfulfilling relationships. You want these unfulfilling jobs. This is showing you right now, you can, you can get a hobby. You can make a stream of income. You can start something. Start your podcast. Write your book. You know, order those things that you need to, to be a... I don't know. If you're being in cosmetology, order everything so you can start doing your hair on the side. Order everything so you can start doing nails on the side. Order everything so you can start your business to wax. Order everything to sustain yourself in an income where something like this puts you in a position where you cannot fund your life the way that you're used to. So this was like just a podcast about random shit and I'm so sorry if I bored you. I really didn't know how to start back, what gems to drop. And I know some gems that we get are difficult when we when we pick them up. We're unaware of how sharp they are, how much they pain us. If, you know, like why are we in this situation? But I just feel like to encompass all of that hour that you probably have to put into segments to digest look at your connections what are what are the connections that are worthy of keeping and if you release them do they come back but do they come back with more love or do they just come back with the same patterns don't be afraid to have a conversation with someone out of fear of losing them you can only lose what's not meant for you what's for you and for your journey is always yours to keep any confusion that you feel is a misalignment that you're not where you need to be you're not whom you're supposed to be you're not with the company that you should be keeping There are just moments where you have to sit back and really reflect. And if five people tell you, you don't check up often. Look into yourself and say, why don't like, why don't I? I understand that oftentimes people say things because they project. But if multiple people tell you something, it's time for you to reevaluate and look at yourself. There are certain things that we can't we can't fully understand in that moment. And you're probably not supposed to. Maybe there are times that you have to go back and look at a past situation and just revisit them with new eyes. A lot of people say, I'm not going backwards, I'm going forward. But if you're changing the way that you're going forward with something you're not going backwards and for others sometimes people do really care about you sometimes they do they just haven't broke the mold to see it's in a really weird broken and traumatized way they have a subconscious programming to manipulate you and they aren't even aware of it and then you have people who have unwavering loyalty And that's a dangerous space to reside in. 
you should be constantly questioning motives and theories. The choice to quote-unquote ride should only bring creativity and freedom. We're not doing shit because we have to anymore. Love can teach you a lot of shit that survival can't. So it's like, take this time out, especially for people who are like, ain't got shit to do, falling in love with people during the quarantine because you got time. If you want to know how you can handle someone, learn their trauma, their childhood. Look at all their wounds they cover before you sexualize them. That's the very core issue. You want to raise children with someone before you realize they have generational curses that you don't want to be a part of. Don't wait until it's too late when you have kids or when you're in a situation just because of their fucking face. Like, their face is not raising your children. It's their values. It's their ideas. It's their subconscious. It is what they've experienced. And then when you have these relationships that you feel are worthy, please be patient with people, especially our men, because she isn't the only one that deserves patience in order to step into her godliness. Oftentimes we request our male counterparts to just be this person and it's like, How can he be strong enough to carry you if you aren't willing to teach him how to be still enough to love you correctly? You're not raising him by showing him through action how you desire to be loved. If you pride yourself in being made from a different fabric, understand that he's never saw you before or your love language. Understand as he grows, his own love language will change. And as you put him on, quote unquote, he will understand texture and cloth. Knowing what has been threaded, weaved, and crocheted in love, he will be able to distinguish thread count. And on the days when your patient runs thin for him, don't dish out shit like, I'm not your mother, I don't need to raise you. Especially when you're asking him to be patient with you as well. Because there are moments he meets your father within you. The dirty dishes in your sink. The ones that you ask him to wash and put away. The ones we call masculine and abandonment issues. So let's just be fair during this time. He needs it too. We see so much, oh, give her patience. Oh, I'm going to let her heal. What about him? And that's where you have these hyper-masculine females who, I don't need nobody. I can do this shit by myself. And then you have these feminine masculines. I'm looking for somebody that's going to wash the dishes, cook for me, put my laundry up, which is all fine. You know, if whatever you're whatever you are comfortable with, just make sure you're doing it fair and in love and with love. And in the case where you have relationships that you feel aren't being celebrated the way that you want or are not being poured into that the way that they used to be, if the respect is being lacked change I know that within myself I'm willing to constantly change the dynamic of what I need in return for my energy and this reflection for reciprocation shall remain at this threshold until it feels fair and there's a constant sentiment of this feels right because the goal is to basically make sure 
that we are honoring the nonverbal cues of our growth and then contentment. This is to be in accordance with our soul standards without trying to achieve unjust advancement with ourselves or with another. I didn't even like, I'm probably not even going to play this shit back to even sound like, to hear how it sounds. Too many things have just happened where I just needed to release and move forward. Um, And I know there were some pivotal moments where you're like, damn, that was good. Damn, that was good. Okay, that was a long ass story that I didn't care about. So I do apologize for that in advance. But moving forward, there will be uh, clear and concise messages that I can get back to. But just right now, there's just like a fog that we don't know the outcome of certain things. A lot of things are changing right before us and all we can do is um, go along with it. There's two things. When When you quarantine, you quarantine in fear. You're trying to stay away from something. And then there's cocooning. Cocooning is the vital important step right before transformation. Getting your wings. Understand that you can't speak butterfly talk with caterpillar people. You will have to release certain people. And a lot of the times people are unaware that sometimes when you release someone, you're only releasing a phase, a moment. And that moment is a transition where you guys come back together greater than before. So even if you feel like, you know, this is heavy. I don't, I don't want to let go. What is, what is letting go entail? What does it mean for the future? Don't fucking worry about that. Your soul's mission has a blueprint and it's following it. The people that you are with are the people for your journey. Some of them are soulmates. Some of them come for a season. Some of them come to, to, you know, bear and be with you through the lessons as a long term it's okay to realize that at some point in time that we've overstepped what we're supposed to be meaning you could be the best of friends with someone and then you choose to be a roommate with them and you realize that roommating with them is just not for you guys so you have to backtrack okay well you know what we're really not good at roommating, um, but we're super great friends. Let's keep our friendship and just someone has to move out. Come to these hard conversations to relieve that pressure. There's no sense in having to dead something completely out without having to have a connection or a, a conversation, if you will, over it. And so it just, I really hope that there was something in there. I know my thoughts are completely everywhere because I'm like trying to remember shit that happened and to, to give, you know, a story and a solution. And so I hope that everyone is well, that you are using this time to get close to the people that you love or to redefine who you're meant to be. So when this crazy virus thingy you can resume and be the person that you are that you don't have to play catch up this is a time to do everything that you needed to rest to feel and to understand that when you are cleansing and when you are purifying ugly things come to the surface meaning There is that saying of right before things get better, it's 
it's quite ugly. Well, right before you purify, you have to release toxins. So if Mother Earth is purifying herself, maybe before the beginning of anew, she had to release toxins. And the toxins were by way of a virus. So keep yourself safe. Do what you need to do and just work on spiritual immunity. Do not compromise your immune system by stressing right now. Know whatever is meant for you will always be meant for you. And you can always grab it. And if you're making choices to let certain things go, if there's a feeling of, I don't want to do this, honor that as well. Know that you don't have to do it. That resistance is your gauge to say that that's not what you want to do. And that's okay too. So I hope, I don't know, shit, long ass podcast for no fucking reason. I hope you find something. I hope you're able to process this. I hope you find that you are worthy of love, connection, something that ignites you. Everyone's vision will not be the same. You don't have to do what everyone's doing. There is a purpose for your life. You need to find that reason. And anyone who doesn't see your vision doesn't necessarily have to be a part of your life. And this is why I like podcasting in my damn closet. Because you don't have to hear dogs and shit. But I guess that's the universe's cue to say wrap this shit up. Thank you for listening. Um... You could always, by the way, I don't even, I don't even, first of all, yeah, thank you for, <laughs> I know I said I was going to go, but listen, thank you for listening. I'm in five countries, four of them I've never been to, so that's a blessing. Um, there's any fucking topic that you can think of. You can always send messages through the Anchor app look up the podcast send a message put your voice on here um you can do reviews on apple i mean like your choice how can i serve you or facilitate you with my voice that's what i'm here for expression so with that being said i'm gonna i'm gonna dip out and go catch some more lessons have a good day Boom. One more thing. Try not to argue with people right now. Okay. Bye.